Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. My name is David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and every week I sit down with an actor or artist friend, show them an episode of the classic sitcom, The Facts of Life, and then we hit record, talk about the show, and a lot of other stuff too. My guest this week is Angie Sardinia. Angie is yet another one of the amazingly talented people I get to work with at the Citizens of Hollywood at Walt Disney World. She is relatively new to the company, but she's very quickly established herself and taken her place alongside the many funny women that you find in the theme park world. She's not just a funny lady. She acts, she sings, she dances, she improvises, and she has the extra bonus of being a Latina lady, so she can do it all in two languages. Before we start this week's show, there are two things I wanted to say. Uh, number one is that I really want to thank Matthew Arter for last week's show, the episode where we pay tribute to our friend Stacy in light of the Facts of Life suicide episode. Um, I thought after I uploaded it, like, did I thank him enough? Did I let him know how special I think that turned out to be and how really pleased I was after being kind of nervous about it? And I worried that I didn't sufficiently thank him in the outro. But then I remembered, oh, Matthew told me he doesn't listen to his shows. He says he can't listen to the sound of his own voice, so he won't even listen to them. So Matthew, I know you're listening to this one. I just want to say thank you. I love you. And I'm really happy you did that show with me. Next was an important fact, an important factoid. I can't believe Paul Padilla didn't, like, send me 15 texts and emails. Um, in the James Bondy episode, two episodes ago, the one called Gossip, I totally missed that that was the final appearance of Howard as the chef. Howard's gone after that. He only did four episodes, and that was number four. Howard never is seen or heard from again other than the future episode that Paul tells me is coming up where Mrs. Garrett drops the bombshell that she and Howard were dating, which is, I I plan, I, I am a little devastated by that, and I plan to be devastated when it actually happens. I, I cannot wait to <laughs> go back and re-examine and scratch my head over that. Anyway, let's get back to this week's show. And Angie, the episode that we watched was Season 2, Episode 11. It's entitled Sex Symbol, and it had an original air date of February 4th, 1981. Once again, I was pleasantly surprised to discover my guest had a personal connection to the plot of the show. I'll let Angie herself share that story with you a little bit later on. So, other than that, I'm ready to jump on in. This is me with Angie Sardinia. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Angie. That's me. Do do people do that to you since RuPaul's Drag Race? No. All I get are, is Angie Just by the Rolling Angie. Stones. People don't you know. Uh, I don't it. know that. What I do don't, you mean no? You don't I'm know not that? A, I'm not a There's big a song music. Like, Angie, Angie. <gasps> ah. Except when it's sung poorly to you, it doesn't sound good. All so the I'm time. Like, that I'm don't. sure, yeah. 
it's people like, go eh. I'm like, don't, just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, at, le- at least your name's not Sharona or Sharona. Roxanne, Sharonette. or that yeah. would be that would be really bad. Yeah, it would. But be bad. no, none of those names. We have Angie Sardinia. That's me, ladies and gentlemen. Recorded live from a covert location. <laughs> That may or may not be backstage of a major theme park resort. That's so funny. We can neither confirm nor deny where this is being recorded, but we are not in the studio today, which explains a little bit of the audio differences. <coughs> but Miss Angie and I yes. have just watched The Facts of Life episode Sex Symbol. Mm-hmm. What a great show. It was so great. My gosh. I think every woman can relate to that. Oh, my gosh. And you said you had something that relates to it, so oh, yeah. we'll get to it. We'll For get sure. to that when we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we begin and get into the synopsis of the show, yeah. I always ask my guests, do you have a connection? Did you watch the show growing up? You you need not re- reveal your age totally up That's to funny. you. Well, you... I'm 37. I <gasps> Wow, totally, you're old. I'm totally I mean, happy with where I'm at, okay? <laughs> It's not, it's not 73, it's 37. It's 37. Yeah? So uh, that's a good age to be. It is a good age to be. I'm actually going through a lot of different changes right now. So when you see certain episodes that like you grew up with, then oh, it's a yeah. completely different, you know, it's a whole different ballgame that you start thinking about. But I used to, I didn't watch it as it played. No, you were I was too all young. about reruns. Yeah, you're I was like, 30... just, I think you know that, but let me just say that. Well, is at 37, <laughs> so what year were you born? It was... 1981. 81. Mm-hmm. So that is literally when this was broadcast. This was broadcast the year you were born. <laughs> so of course you wouldn't have caught it. So you caught it in reruns. Yeah, in reruns. But for it sure. was rerun a lot in yeah, some places. It totally was. And you are from Texas. I'm is that from where you... Miami, Florida. Born and raised. You were born and raised yeah, in Miami. Miami. Okay. So every well, time I'd stay at my grandmother's house, that's where I'd watch it. Oh. When I was off from school, I would watch you know reruns at their house. Okay, I know. Because <laughs> they had cable. Yeah, you steal that. Um, so I know you came to us by way of Texas. Again, yeah. we'll get to that a little bit later yes. when we're talking to you about Absolutely. you. Um, so let's get right into this yeah. because this is a really good episode with a really good, relevant, timeless, and sadly still applicable. Yeah. To, it's, it's timeless in the good sense and yeah. in the bad sense that we should be looking at this shit and saying, no, yeah, right, it doesn't exactly. apply anymore, but sadly it does. And, and you know, it's so tough nowadays because it's all that social media. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we didn't have to deal with yeah. the, at least that part of it. Yeah, reputation <laughs> was always a thing yeah. before. It was, you. someone could literally post yeah. a complete 100% lie ah. about you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to defend it to yeah. a lot more people. Yeah, because for us, what was it? Like a note on the wall that you just slam on it with like yeah. stick up. Like your teacher would take the note, bam, put it up on the wall. And that's how everyone knew about something that happened in school. Oh. You know, That was what I was growing yeah. up with, well, not with posts or anything like that. Or the uh, or the odd bathroom wall. But yeah. we won't go there. <laughs> the bathroom wall. I, I, sadly <laughs> and thankfully, I don't have any experience with that. Um so we begin this episode in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. and things are in full swing. We are in a party. Yes. And what is happening, it's it's nice because the show often in earlier episodes relied heavily on preparations mm-hmm. for events yeah. to create busy work for right. the girls. Now we're getting to be in the event. Yeah. And at the very beginning of the episode... Blair has two boys. The first laugh of the show is sort of a ha-ha because Blair walks across the set and she has two boys on her arm. One of them looks young-ish. 
we we I just pulled up a still here, and the one other looks young. It, the other one looks like Tony Orlando. He looks thirty five. Say he looks like he totally should be in a different genre of of uh, TV right it's here. It's like you are, you know, no. It looks it looks like um. It's really who's funny. the who's the the porn star that's still that's the, what I'm saying uh, is it Ron Jeremy Ron Jeremy yeah, yeah that's what I mean that's why I said he should be oh, in a different show right okay. here yeah, I wasn't totally catching like Ron that Jeremy. wow you're right that's absolutely a porn stash if I've ever seen one. that is oh my god which I have not seen a porn stash but I'm guessing at that time <laughs> that's what that looked like right <laughs> but he's like um, clearly one of those where you know teenagers in the 80s had mustaches if they yeah, could grow them it's but crazy, that right? was. I would love to know how old that extra actually oh, was. Oh, I know. I bet he's pretty old. Because he was like, he was probably like the dad of one of the crew members. Or he's Hispanic and he grows a lot of hair. Oh, I, mean, I can relate or, to that. Or Italian. <laughs> or, or Italian, yes, yeah. that's true. That's funny. Uh, Tony, and Tony Orlando is, he's Italian, I think, isn't he? I feel like Tony Orlando's an Italian guy. Is he? Um, nice. we'll, we'll verify that at some point. Anyhow, that was the first laugh yeah. of the show. I'm not sure if it was a haha Blair has two dates laugh or if it yeah. was a whoa that guy that, doesn't is, belong there. <laughs> is, is is she dating a dude and his dad? That's right. That's well, really I mean, what it looked like. I guess for us actors, it's one of those things that we we see that right away. We're like, oh, oh that was poorly cast. Casting, yeah, <laughs> and we've done that before. We've recast oh, this yeah. show so many times. Totally with, for sure. Um, that so over in the parlor there. With uh, with the coffee machine and the pastry machine, mm-hmm. Tootie and Natalie are sitting on their own. Yeah. And they're not really involved in it. So Mrs. Garrett comes over and points out to them that there's a reason why they call them mixers. Yeah, that's right. So they should be mixing. <laughs> and Mrs. Garrett at one point says, why are you hanging out here alone when you could be mingling with that? But you know. It's crazy because times have totally changed. Like, no, my mom or nobody would be pushing me to go mix if I didn't feel like it nowadays. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, when for you, me, I don't I don't know. I mean, like at parties, it wasn't one of those things where like, you should be talking to the boys. You know what I mean? I, I never thought of that. Oh, but never. It, it is weird, but they're the younger girls. Yeah, for sure. We do know that Bates Academy is a mile away. Mm-hmm. So that this is kind of one of those. It's a... I guess it's a controlled environment. Yeah, yeah, you could absolutely. Give them, you could cut them some slack for that. But she does say, you know, why are you just talking when you could yeah. be mixing with that? Mixing and with it that. cuts to a shot of, that's supposed to be kind of a garden variety shot of people enjoying the party. But it happens to be two insanely dorky yeah. 13-year-old boys where... It, it's just, oh my gosh. I know. I was like, I wouldn't want to mix with these guys. Yeah. Come on. What, I'd be to like, the guys you're pointing out for me? Come on. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd be like, <laughs> no, that... I'm going to talk to Natalie in the parlor because I want, you, we all, it's no secret. I want Natalie to be my best friend. Not that I think nerds are a problem. It's, no, I nerd, just, nerd culture has. You're going to has... put somebody in the front. These two guys are not the ones uh, we yeah. want to put there. <laughs> yeah, you should have put Blair's 35-year-old date instead <laughs> yeah, is what sure. it is. Um, so, yeah, that was a little bit weird. That was another one of those. Ooh, times yeah. people look different. Maybe just because we're so old, we look at teenage boys differently. Maybe. Or maybe we are horrible, vain, surface, judgmental human beings. I I will fully admit to I that. Will, I will totally cop to that too. Yeah, if, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So Mrs. Garrett encourages them to talk. Natalie and Tootie are kind of like... Uh, you know, we should really do this. And Natalie admits, and this is a lovely thing, for all the reasons we have to love Natalie, for Natalie to say, you know, Tootie's like, yeah, Natalie, you're so social and gregarious. She doesn't say that, but she says, you know, yeah, you're, pretty much. you should go talk to people. And Natalie says, I'm good in groups, Tootie, but one-on-one, not so much. Yeah, and I and think a like, lot of us can relate to oh, that, who can't right? relate to that? Who cannot <clears throat> relate? And she decides to go over to this cute boy 
And she's like, I'm going in. She went in. She goes in. I'm going and in. Now, this boy, uh, help me to describe what he looks like. He's clearly like 15 or so. He's, He's a good well age. He's well-dressed. He's not unattractive. He's, He's got appropriate. Good hair. Um, I would say he looks, he's got a, a little bit of Rob Lowe in him. Yeah. Not, not quite that. as, not quite as fuckable as Rob Lowe. Cause Rob Lowe, even when Rob Lowe was too young yeah, for me no, to be no, calling him fuckable, Rob Lowe <laughs> was gorgeous. Was insanely he is gorgeous. hot. Yeah. Yeah. This kid's got a little bit of a Rob Lowe vibe, a little bit of Jonathan Silverman. Okay. I see that. I can any, see that. Any other, um, trying to anybody think else like... you can, did you, did you make any notes about that? Not about what he looked like. No. Mm-hmm. Cause I was, I was more focused on what she was saying and her yeah. nerves. You know what I mean? And Cause they, I've been there. Oh, they but... wrote this so beautifully. Yeah. I've been there too. And I'm, yeah. I'm still terrible. But I mean, I'm 50 and I still would be like, oh my God, I got to go talk to that guy. But I mean, I'd even a fucking for mess. a woman, we don't usually, we don't usually, you know what I mean? Go yeah. up to the guy and say, Hey, I mean, and that's right. I never thought of it in terms of this was the women's lib thing. This was the. You know, that's still the age of the Sadie yeah, Hawkins yeah. dance. Like, you know, hey, sure. you know, it, you know, it, a girl should be able to go up and talk to a boy. But yeah. yeah, you're right. That wasn't as done back then. Yeah. Even, I mean, when I was growing up, it wasn't, it wasn't really like that. It's usually mm-hmm. not. I mean, nowadays it's like, you know, why not ask somebody? It's different, yeah, but it is. I but, would not, I would be probably as nervous as her where she was like cracking jokes, cracking jokes. And yeah, like totally, yeah. that just would be me. Babbling, just oh, be yeah. like, yeah. Oh, totally. Me too. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and, um. And she says here, she says the cutest thing. She says, um, uh, hey, you're one lucky guy. The guy I was supposed to meet had a pet snake who had a heart attack. Yeah, that's and right. She just started saying ridiculous things. I and know. it was really, really cute. And um, the boy introduces, she introduces herself. The boy introduces himself as Neil Richards is his name. And um, she says, oh, how do we get to the word tomorrow? She says something about um, uh, he, oh, oh. Uh, he says, you, you have a funny sense of humor. And she says, you have a funny sense of humor too. And he says, I, I haven't said anything yet. Oh, that's yet. right. That's right. I, or he say says, that. I haven't said anything funny. And she says, oh, well, you probably will. Maybe you'll say something funny tomorrow. Yeah. And he says, tomorrow? And she goes, what time? <laughs> it was like, Jeez, I mean, she set it up beautifully. You go, Gosh, girl. I wish I had the wits like that. I mean, I, as nervous as she was. I wish I, I, wish I did too. I'm, I'm, I'm single for a reason here. Um, and, and getting a little <laughs> depressed as we go on. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up making a study date. And it's like so cute. It is so cute. That's and, right. Um, well, and the girls were helping her figure out, right? Everything we we're talking about. Oh, after well, that was after. We're, the we're just study. setting up the date Sorry now. About now that, yeah. he does have a little bit of a oops crack here, where he says, mm-hmm. "You're you're really cool. You're different." He says, "So many of the girls here are so concerned with how they look." That's right, but they don't care about that at all. That's right. They don't I care. Did, I wrote that one. That's but right. But it's like, nee. that's yeah, I know, right? It's like, uh, thanks. And I, oh, I've been told that before, where you're like, oh, that's. Wow. All right. Thanks. Yeah. You're like, oh, but it's one of those, you know, it's like, it's like one of those, you don't think of it as an insult when you try to say it. It's, it's that whole, you know, why would you pick me? There's other beautiful girls here. I don't want a beautiful girl. I want you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I think. Look at you all dressed up for the dance. You look terrific. What happened? I know. Oh, I I, I was told that the other day. They were like, oh my gosh, you dressed up so nicely. What happened? I'm like, what? I just, (laughs) who said that to you? Who said that to you? Guys, you? you well, I, when I'm, well, I mean, it's no secret that when we come to work, we're like completely casual. Oh, oh you know okay. I mean? Oh, okay. And when we're getting off of work, I mean, unless I'm going somewhere, I why would I dress up to walk through the park? Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah. As so far when as, we see each other outside, it's like. Yeah. Oh. No, when we, that's one thing about being professional actors, <laughs> yeah. being theme park actors is they costume us. Oh, they yeah. put a costume on us. For so sure. it's not in our best interest, <laughs> particularly when you're trekking across yeah. a parking lot and an entire resort sometimes. Yeah, of course. In, 
85 to 95 degree weather. So we just dress in our grungies. Of course, absolutely. We don't put any thought into our fashion or our appearance. So it is true when we see each other outside of work, it's like, oh, wow. you. What we, happened? I, I think I've said <laughs> oh, that too. You thanks. clean up nice. <laughs> Yep. That's funny. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's right. They don't care about that at all. Yeah. So, that's yeah. Funny. And and the scene sort of ends with Natalie going back to Tootie with like, you know, okay, oh, what right. happened? What happened? And Natalie says, I think I just swept someone off of his feet. Oh, that was so great. That was a great line. Oh, I love, love that. that. That was so, so sweet. And everybody can relate to the same thing, running and grabbing who uh, you're with and just talking about what just happened. Yeah. The, the relief after mm-hmm. you do it and when you get the interest and the response. That is a beautiful thing. Yeah. If memory serves. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the next scene is up in the girl's bedroom. And Joe and Blair are hanging out. Tootie is pacing back and forth. And she's all, well, where is she? She was supposed to be back by now. It's Mm -hmm. almost six o'clock and their date was at four. So there's this funny little parental thing going on with Tootie. Well, I guess that's her best friend, right? Her Mm -hmm. best, best, best Oh, yeah. They're totally besties. Um, And then uh, Natalie comes in and Natalie has this... Hi. Yeah. Like, oh, it it's was so, so sweet, sweet and romantic. Well, and she has a great line. I'm sure you wrote it down. Talk, say, tell me. It's like, uh, his was touching mine. And they all freaked <laughs> out. And she said, his algebra book was touching mm-hmm. mine, which was so funny. Yeah. Very she was so good about how she... Suggestive used... oh, for yeah. 1981 here. <laughs> um, so she's all excited because he actually asked her out. He said, yeah, let's go out on a let's date. Do it. Let's not just make it a study date. Let's actually mm-hmm. go out on a date date. And so it's like, oh, that's great. How do you feel? And she says, nauseous. Yeah. And now she's all apprehensive. And like, we're going to be together for four hours. And how are we going to talk? And uh, let's just face it. I'm doomed. I think she says. And And they were all so great, right? Giving her all this different advice. All of them. The girls are, the the amount of camaraderie, the amount of support among the others in this episode is not just exemplary. It is like. It feeds your soul. It does. It's true. For all the conflicts that we see throughout the series between these characters. This episode, they support each other so well. They totally did, yeah, for sure. As we're going to continue to discover. So um, there's a lovely moment that I have to point out where Blair, I feel like she's done this a lot throughout the show, but Mm -hmm. it might have been just this once. I'll be on alert when she just goes, Natalie. Natalie, 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 Natalie. And she just repeats her name. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a beautiful Blair thing. And what she's saying is, you know, you, you're nervous about a date. And fortunately, you have the person. I know. Who is, I, I'm dating a, a teenage dude and his middle-aged dad right now. Uh, so I've got all the, <laughs> I've got all so the advice you could possibly want. And that's a, a lovely thing that yeah. Blair offers her support. For sure. Um. You know, but it's funny even when they were talking about what she's talking about, uh, possibly going to the movies so that she doesn't have to, or that's two hours down. And what did they say? The next two hours could be... They can't talk while you're eating. That's right, while you're eating. And and then, but she even says something about walking in the park. And and I think it was Tootie that said, you won't be talking at... In, at the park you'll be looking out for muggers so don't worry you know it's like <laughs> yes. stuff like that it was like really funny yeah. advice that they were giving her yeah because she was literally thinking how am i going to fill yeah. this time how, how are we going to have enough things to talk, talk about for four hours yeah and uh, so funny. yeah they were just so sweet and yeah. supportive it was great mm-hmm. and then we move into the cafeteria and i always like it when they're doing actual kitchen like chores yes. that pertain to their punishment <clears throat> mrs garrett and tootie are filling the salt containers yes they are and um, there's a joke. Tootie spills it. Mrs. Garrett throws it over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. I totally do that, too. I do, too. Uh-huh. 
then the girls all come in, the others, the other three come in. Now we've got the four of them together and it's like, hey, well, how's it going? Mrs. Garrett says, well, I don't know if I need to change my job description to answering service. Yeah. All day I've been taking messages from boys. And uh, of course she, she goes to yeah. hand the messages and Blair reaches for them and she's like, they're for Natalie. Oh, that's oh. right. Now at this point I thought it was all from Neil. Oh. I thought they were all calls from Neil. Like he was like, you know, so you didn't remember persistent. this episode? See, I remember. No, it. I no, I don't remember this episode at all. Oh, okay. So when we re- I was like, oh, I thought she was. They were totally going to say something else, but nope, nope, nope. It's uh, we find out that they're not just message. There is, I think, a message from Neil, yeah. but it's all messages from other boys, mm-hmm. all study requests. And, I have study in quotation marks and specific times and days, right? Yeah, yeah. she says this boy wants to meet this day. This boy. The- and then uh, the phone rings again. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Garrett goes to ring it again, to answer it again. And this time she's like, it's for Blair. Yeah. And Blair is kind of like, sort of like, oh, good. You know, balance Finally, has been yeah. restored in the force here. <laughs> and uh, she's on the phone with Johnny. And Blair in, hi, Johnny, do you miss me? I miss you. What? Natalie. <laughs> and then... She starts yeah. getting the story. Then we realize something something yeah. ain't right. And she did a great job that with that facial expression, that change. She really did a beautiful job going from snotty and except, of course, but full, happy to have the balance restored with another boy. But then suddenly then something happens to one of the girls and she really changed beautifully, she didn't such she? such a good that was, actress. Yeah, Lisa Welchel really is, she can do no wrong in and my book. it was book. super subtle and it was really beautiful. I think the yeah. only critique of any part of her performance performance was in one episode in season one she was posing for pictures and whipping her hair around and her hair kept getting caught in her face and they didn't do a retake like that's uh, it's she is so damn good and has been since episode one yeah um so she hangs out uh, so she hangs up the phone and word is on the street from through this boy johnny Mm -hmm. he is talking to other boys at Bates, and the word on the street is natalie is getting all these study requests because she is real easy to get along with. I mean, yeah. real easy. Yeah. And there's a what? Right. Joe immediately kicks into Joe mode and she's like, we, okay, we go break his legs yeah, now. That's right. Where I come from, we get an older brother to break his legs. Yes. But I guess she can <laughs> fill in for him. Yeah, I wrote that down. I, I love, love that Joe. line. Yeah. Uh, she's so perfect. Um, and it comes down to Natalie actually says, I'm ruined. Yeah. So what do you do? And it's like, well, you're going to call him back and give him a piece of your mind and, and tell him to stop saying those things mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, that's true. And then the episode takes a little turn. Yes, because I wrote it down. <laughs> and Blair says, it starts out innocently enough. Mm-hmm. Blair says, and the thing is, anyone who knows you, Natalie, knows that they're not true. I mean, <laughs> you a yeah. sex symbol. Yeah, that's right. I wrote that, yeah. <laughs> and then Joe starts Aww. laughing. And then Tootie chimes in with, yeah, Lonnie Anderson, watch, watch it. Watch out. That's right. Yeah. So that's the yeah. thing. I mean, like, yeah. Well, and then, you know, of course, Natalie's rubbed the wrong way. Yeah. And so there's that sense of, and she is kind of laughing along and everything. You... They say it's silly. It's hysterical. It's ludicrous. They build it. And then Natalie finally has to come in with, it's not that funny. Yeah, right. So yeah. then ring, ring on the phone. It's Neil. So she goes over to the phone, says, hello, Neil. Yep. yep. I'll be there. Yeah. Let's meet. I'll see you then. And she comes back and the girls are like, what did you, why in the world did you just make another date with him? And Natalie says, uh, because 
I don't know why you think it's so crazy that I could be a sex symbol. So from now on, it's goodbye, Natalie. Hello, Hot Lips. That's right. That's right. She did say that. And for those who don't know what Hot Lips is, a uh, that that term existed many, many years ago, but it was most popularized by Loretta Swit's character in M.A.S.H., where her character's name was Hot Lips Mm -hmm. Houlihan. She was known for... Uh, apparently smooching with the boys. Well, there it is. It was used well then. <laughs> exactly. And then we go to commercial break. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Fade to black. So during commercial break, Angie, yes. I like to get to know my guests and Ooh. give you a chance to talk about yourself, which typically actors I know don't like to do. But... Um, <laughs> uh, if you could, if you will allow me to James Lipton you a little bit. Go for it. Where were you born? Miami, Florida. Where were you raised? Westchester, Florida. Westchester, Miami, Florida. Westchester, yes. Miami, Florida. Yeah. Okay. Um, where did you go to school? I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is AMDA? ADA. A-A-D-A. A-A-D-A. Yeah. But I so went that's to the multiple one for the, colleges. That's the one for the alcoholics. Okay. <laughs> that would um, be me. They trained me well. So, uh, okay, I'm sorry. So, AMDA is what and what is... Uh, American a- Musical uh, of the Dramatic um, Arts American, or something like that. American Music Academy of Dramatic Arts or something like something that. Something like that. And what is, what is, what did you just... Uh, the American Academy A-A-D-A. of Dramatic A-A-D-A. Arts. And where yeah. is that located? That is in New York City. It's oh. off of like, it's between, I believe, 29th and 30th on Madison Avenue. Okay. And it's next Manhattan. to the ADA, the American Dental Association, <laughs> where you can become a dentist as well as an actor. There you go. what I understand. Um... <laughs> So cool. So you studied and trained in New yeah. York, and mm-hmm. do you do you have a did you get a degree in theater? I only got my associates in theater because I started working right away, and that's I never looked back. That that I have yeah. that's more than I have. Yeah. I don't have I, that. I, yeah, I'm like I I got my associates at Miami Dade College, which I studied drama and drama education, and mm-hmm. then but before that I had gone to New York to study. Oh okay. Yeah, and that and, was it. I mean Megan Maroney, same thing. It was like yeah. I'm in college, but I'm working yeah. when it comes to performing and acting. There is no education yeah. better than experience. I completely agree. I and completely agree. it is so, of all professions, this yeah. is one where you don't want a doctor that didn't go to medical school. Right. You don't want um, the uh, airline pilot that didn't graduate. <laughs> you don't want the self-taught yeah. commercial <laughs> airline pilot. But as far as artistic endeavors, mm-hmm. there is so much to be learned and so much more to be learned from real world application. I completely agree. And I had a teacher who she was absolutely fantastic, Jackie Bartone, who's taught me in in New York. And she would say like, you know, you all have to, because I was one, I was the youngest in the group, maybe Mm -hmm. like three other 18 year olds at the time. And uh, she told me, she was like, I, you have to go and live the world before you hit these roles. A lot of these roles, you don't understand what oh, these God. life experiences are. No. And now at the age of 37, I'm like, oh, okay. And even some I haven't experienced. Yeah. But it's, my God, I'm such a better actor having lived pretty good oh. life, you know? Oh, yeah, Not, totally. I would, you know what I mean? And lots of experiences where I can pull that from my files and say, okay, this is how this character is going to yeah. come to life, right? We, we should be getting better as oh, we God, get yeah. older. Well, it's even like I did a piece... <laughs> I played, you know, from Medea. I was like, come on. (laughs) I was like 18 and I didn't understand any of that stuff, right? So I remember like she would make me exit the room because I wasn't mad enough or I wasn't this. But what the hell was I going to... I didn't understand any of that. Now, on the other hand, I could play that. I could rock the shit out of that role. Yeah, how much much rage do you have as a 20-year-old? It's like... (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I I don't think I would... I don't have any children to kill either. So I don't know. (laughs) Yes, to understand the gravity of that. To understand that anger, you know? So it was... 
It was a challenge, you know? Yeah. But now that you have had children (laughs) and you have killed them, I'm really happy that you're able to relate to the role. I'm glad we can sit here and talk about the facts of life and what it brought me here. Yeah. Yeah. As we sit in prison is the location. Yeah. She's, I moved the microphone to the other side (laughs) of the plexiglass. So thankfully the sound quality is good. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, the next thing I typically ask is, what brought you to Florida? But before we go there, mm-hmm. I know you came here by way of Texas. Get yes. me get me from Miami to New York to Texas to um, t- Orlando. Well, it's actually, a, I got to Orlando before too, so this is what I did. I went from <laughs> Miami to New York, back to Miami. Uh-huh. Then I went to UCF, mm-hmm. which was here in Orlando, yeah, then back right. to Miami. Uh-huh. And then I went now, to... did you study theater at UCF or were you studying? I did for like two semesters when oh, I was okay. in conservatory. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was in conservatory. And then I moved to Colleen, Texas, mm-hmm. where I did a lot of theater there, actually. And, and why, uh, why there? At, uh, because I was previously married to a soldier. Oh, okay. So that was in the Fort Hood area. Oh, okay. So you were, okay, doing <clears> that, that was thing. previously right. married. So I did a lot at Viva La Arts Theater in Colleen, which was awesome. We okay. did a lot of great shows there. Then I moved back to Miami. Mm-hmm. And then I went... To Austin, Texas, and from Austin, Texas, I was high. I went to audition for Disney on a whim. Disney theme parks—they audition all over the country. Well, and... I, no, I flew to Orlando to to do it. Oh, oh, you came here? Yeah. Okay, they do audition Orlando. other places. Okay, but you well, came here, yeah. Well, since my parents are still in Miami, I I went ahead and flew over there, and then I was like, should I leave? Because I was supposed to fly the next day on my birthday. Oh, wow. Back to Austin, and I was told you shouldn't. So I had my parents pick me up from Miami. Okay, go back, then come back for the callback, then go fly back to Austin, and then I was offered the job, and then I moved over here. Amazing. And it's almost been a year. March 26th is when I moved. Wow. Yeah, because you're one of the, uh, we work together at the Citizens of Hollywood, and you're, yes. you're the new kid on the block. You're I one am of the, the new kid on the block. Additions, but, um, and for those people, Miami and Orlando are four to four and a half hours yeah. away. Yeah. If you watch the Golden Girls and they talk about yeah. popping up to Disney yeah. or something, it's really they, that easy. <laughs> those are writers in Hollywood, yeah. California, who don't understand <laughs> geography. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, you know, I'm going to be in San Francisco and you're going to be in LA. Let's grab Let's lunch. Let's go grab lunch. It's, but you know, no. we as kids, I mean, we always came to Disney. We were here all the time. Anytime I wanted, my parents were always like, what do you want to do? I want to go to Disney. Yeah. What do you want to do for your birthday? I want to go to Disney. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I want to go to Disney. So it was, I always, we came here a lot. We, we did not in my family. We only came here like two or three times. Oh, but you're up, I was no, you're growing up, up, but we were from Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. longer trip. You guys <clears> could make a, you know, a weekend out oh, of it for or sure. whatever. Absolutely. But there is, there is nothing that to kind of <laughs> sort of toot our own little horns here. There is nothing like the feeling when you sort of stop. We've been doing this a while. I, you've been doing this a year. I've been doing this better part of a decade now. And I frequently have these moments where I stop and go, Whoa. I work at Walt Disney World. This yeah. is the place I remember being here yeah. at Hollywood Studio at when it was Disney MGM Studios. I remember when it opened up. Yeah. And if you had, if I could tra- time travel back to that kid and say, by the way, you're going to be a professional actor. You are going to work here. You are going to be on the street leading dances. I never danced until I was in my 20s. You know, it's crazy that you say that because I thought this almost the exact same thing. I was like, if I could, if I would have told my former self that I'd be working at Disney, I, I would never believe that. Right? Yeah. It's like such a weird thing. It's it's crazy. Like, that's and right. It's crazy. I mean, you look around, you're like, wait, I'm, you're like, am I'm I actually here. Yeah. like, yeah. It's... And, 
it's it, sometimes easy to get pulled away from that because it is still a well, job. It's work. Yeah, that's It right. is still a job, and we work very hard at what yeah, we yeah. do. Oh, we sure do. In, in very um, extenuating circumstances, yeah. depending on... And the on, heat, which will kill... That's what Which I will meant, drive anybody crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. If you don't uh, if you if you don't have a brain melt stroke... Oh, man. Knock meltdown. Wood, huh? If you can survive that, you're you're golden, but... Yeah, no, it is. It's pretty it's amazing, pretty yeah. and and Universal too, because I came to Universal and I part time moonlight there as well, and uh, dinner theaters. Yeah, and it's just it is really very very cool. It's crazy. So I mean, I'm first generation Cuban American, so for mm-hmm. me this this adventure has been quite. You know, it's something that really it it means a lot to me. Yeah, I mean I. I busted my ass to get here. Not like yeah. I'm sure everybody you, did, right? You, you swam on a door oh. through the ocean. Like, <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my parents <laughs> did that. They did all the work, you know. But then I was like, it's all that pressure <laughs> to be like, oh, I better like make sure I do something pretty good with my life, right? So, Racial like, stereotypes. <laughs> oh, it's tra- but yeah, they did. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like, but playing a Cuban character is like, it's crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly, I was like, wait, I get to what? Like, you're crazy. Because yeah, one of your one of the characters that yeah, you do here that you are that you are good friends with, yes, is. A a uh, spitfire of, of a Latina actress yeah. with the citizens of Hollywood, oh, among man. other roles, and it's really fun, and it's fun having the language thing, and I love yeah, it because I do some Spanish. I we know can, it's great. Too. We can play with the Spanish For a bit sure. if uh, if my friend Officer Friscom yeah. ever gets to work with her. It's well, we so did much that fun. one time. They did that one time. They got to those uh, two got to get together that one time yeah. where it'll happen you know, again. Yeah, where Flora and Friscom, you know. Yep, it she could. was on. She had her parole officer. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so that's great. Well, you have been, as as the new kid on the block here, I will just say to wax your car a little bit, you have been this uh, shining light, breath of fresh air, and it has just been a joy having you around. Well, thank you. That means a lot, really. This is such a hard job to come into. <laughs> Because we're already a company. Yeah. It can be a tough nut to crack sometimes to kind of slip in and become a part of the group. And yeah. um, I feel like you, when you said it was a year, I was like, has it only been a year? It feels oh, like thanks. you've been here longer. Well, it's, it, you know, it was, it was quite unnerving. And I yeah. just got lucky and you, everyone was so nurturing and just awesome. Like, yeah. you know, I still have the card that you all signed. It's still oh, in my refrigerator. Right. I haven't taken it off. Yeah. It has been there the entire year. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's, you know, and I was like, oh my God, these people are welcoming. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> we all know coming into this is hard. And so all of us were just like, let's let her know she is among friends well, thank kind you. of a thing. You all went above and beyond and I'm just happy to be here like one of my friends used to say. <laughs> yes. I. Yep. I'm just exactly. happy to be here as long as this I'm, may be, yep, right? Hey, exactly. Here I am doing a uh, podcast with you. I mean, who would yeah, thunk it? <laughs> this is, yeah. And you could say that, you know, your theme park career was a stepping stone yeah. to the pinnacle, which is appearing in this podcast. Heck yeah. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. exposing yourself to my threes of listeners. <laughs> so let's get back to the facts of life. Let's do it. Um, sex symbol. Before we do, uh, can you think of a commercial from the era or from your childhood that you loved watching that might make you think of this, sir? Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I wasn't ready for that. 
Uh-huh. You know what? Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee was one that always played when I was growing up. And was, I, was there? I don't remember. Was there a jingle, or is it just? It I can't just remember. A... It was. I think it was like. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but I remember the can being revealed with his face on it and everything. Oh, and we used to eat it like crazy. Oh yeah. Because being from Miami, you always have to prepare for hurricanes. <laughs> so like that was <laughs> what we always got. Freaking Chef Boyardee. I never thought of that. Oh man, like we, that pantry was. You Chef have to constantly. That's <laughs> right. In in Florida, we kind of do have to sort of be prepared. Oh, yeah before that so mm-hmm. yeah chef boyardee interesting because that is a brand that has uh remained and survived and it doesn't really have a jingle or anything no. and even like uh, where my brain went was uh oh spaghetti oh yeah, spaghetti but that's right franco american that's yeah. not that's not chef boyardee that's <laughs> yeah, a different no, brand it's not. yeah yeah so it is interesting that yeah. he's... I don't remember there being a jingle. I think it was kind of like it, the can was showed, and I believe then you end up seeing him over the can, and then it turns into the can, something like yeah. that. It was kind of one of those things. That's, that's all I remember. Well, I will find a Chef Boyardee commercial and share it. Yay, on the, I love it. On the website. All right. So let's come back from commercial now. We are in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. and who appears? Nancy, Sue Ann, and Cindy. Mm-hmm. Leftovers from season one. They have they've recently made an appearance, and they are now once again back, just as sort of featured players. But as we've said before, the great example of how the show in season two works, yeah. and how it did not work in season one, is exactly this. Mm-hmm. Nancy, Sue Ann, and Cindy were not in the first act of this show. Yeah. We didn't need them, so don't feel like you have to have them walking through and yeah. give them fucking lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let them be supporting players. Right. And emphasize the actual story that's good. So they are there and they're talking about Natalie's reputation. Yeah, that is reputation in the shitter. Boy. The boys at Bates are talking and the enigma that is uh, Nancy's boyfriend, mm-hmm. Roger, whom we've only ever watched her talk to on the phone roger is like you know the he's charlie from charlie's angels we never see roger but there's it's it's come up in many times as to who is roger where is roger and what is roger yeah um and so this time nancy says roger swears um that all the boys at Bates are saying this and that about natalie so suddenly it's like oh so roger is now a boy at Bates. yeah i don't think we've necessarily been explicitly told that before because we've also hypothesized roger's a 35 roger could have been that 35 year old dude that was dating blair that guy man oh my god he's a player that guy is well yeah he's been around for a while yeah ron ron jeremy i hear he gets around a little too yeah yeah i hear i hear yeah. um yeah so speaking of reputation that's hilarious um so they bring in the fact that they say that uh, Natalie's reputation is on par with Home Run Helen. Oh my God, they, that name. Home Run Helen. And they, whom they look to and is sitting at the table behind them and she's sitting and she's alone. Like, wah, wah. Right? <laughs> she just kind of shrugged their shoulders. I'm like, if okay, me being from Miami, I would have been like, bitch, what did you say? I know, like, I would have not been like, ah, oh, that's too bad. And keep eating. I'd be like, I'm going to smash this plate over your fucking head. Like, what did you say? Like, 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 I didn't bitch, think so. I can hear you. I, I'm sitting right here. Uh, yet another, yeah, clear. This is very, like, I don't know if this is, yeah, this would be a whole different episode of Cubans got a hold of if, this, man. No if way. they reboot, there's talk of rebooting the show i god i hope there is a and do the episode redo the episode with a real girl that's like a latina that's like home my jewelry (laughs) i'm gonna fuck somebody up 
I was um, like, my God, dude. <laughs> but you're right. There was just this kind of like just a look and she's sitting alone and reading. So Home Run Helen doesn't have any friends. Well, and, you know, for a second I thought, well, none of this stuff that they said about Home Run Helen was true because she's so, she looks like she's being such a good girl and stuff. I know. She's Until studious. Until she talks to Natalie and then you're like, wait a minute. Oh. Yeah. She is a <laughs> slut. <laughs> you're like, she, she's she's so studious. She's reading during her mealtime. Look at that. She can't be a slut. There's no way. She yeah. can't be a girl that's loose in the caboose or anything yeah. like that. She can't do <laughs> it. Loose in the caboose. <laughs> she just can't be. And then suddenly you're like, oh, damn. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, when she talks and then she gets talking. So um, Joe and Tootie are hanging around and Joe even says explicitly, yeah. hey, watch your mouth. Yeah, Natalie it. is our friend. I love it. Fucking A, Joe. I love it. And they're saying, stop saying that and don't you, you know, don't you say anything like that about our friend. Natalie bursts through the kitchen door. Hot stuff I coming. Know. Hot stuff coming. And I you're love like, it. You go, girl. Heck yeah. I kind of love seeing that side of her, right? And Natalie's playing it up. Yeah. And Joe says, I'm getting so mad about all of this stuff I'm hearing. And Joe says, I'm going to have to hit somebody. Yeah. And Natalie keeps talking and she says, I think it's I'm going to have you. to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know? I love Joe. I know it's I know it's beyond wrong and inappropriate. No, I, I love that Joe always has got a. That's refreshing to oh, hear a girl talk like on, that. I'm man, sorry. Of course, like give me a break. You got to just say it how it is. Sometimes in you 1981, know? I think more women needed to punch yeah. some things, yeah. including most of the men around them. Yeah, um, for sure. So uh, I love it. Yeah, so she's just going along with it. She's like trying to make it seem like she is loose. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is. She's not, she's enjoying the attention. Yeah, the and attention. it's one of those, it's like, hey, if, you know, there's only one thing worse than being talked about, and that's not being talked well, about. Well, you know what? It was also that thing got under her skin where they all started laughing at her. I've yeah. been there and you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's just, it's like, you know, later on, it's talking about, re because she's doing it out of spite, you know? And I mean, I yeah. get it. You know, I think we can all relate to that, right? And you're like, well, I'm going to be a dick then. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I... I decided I was going to cut sugar out of my life. I just yeah. said, I, it was when I was in my 20s and I, I don't have the best diet. I love junk food. And I said, I think I'm going to cut, I think I'm going to stop eating sugar for a while. And my best friend, Steve, laughed in my face in public. Oh, man. And I have right? never. And I'm like, what, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? I'm like, I could not eat. What you the really, fuck, dude? I know. <laughs> And and I did, and I, there have been periods of time in my life where I don't eat sugar I know, when I'm trying to be healthy. But it was like I, I totally nothing that's was so the, funny. Nothing motivated me. Yeah, like I, right, I exactly. will fucking show who. How I mean, dare you? Listen, I've worked with people <laughs> that have been just total dicks, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's play. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I'm just then I just go balls to the wall. We've all been there. That's um, funny. So this lovely the girls all leave. And there's an exchange where Helen is still there and Natalie is cleaning up. Again, doing her work in the cafeteria yeah. as our Offered to pick up the Joe. tray. She offers to pick up her tray. And she says, Helen, does it bother you when they call you home run, Helen? And she says, nah, it's nothing. They're just jealous. Mm -hmm. And then Natalie adds, this is my favorite line in the whole show. Okay, what does it mean when they call you home run, Helen? <laughs> so funny. She's so innocent. You know, she's so cute. My God. And um, the exchange has Natalie saying, don't you feel bad that they don't want to be your friends because of your reputation? And Home Run Helen says, um, no, I don't care. I may not have a lot of friends, but I have a lot of company. Is that what she says? Yeah, she said, but I have a lot of but company. But I have a lot of company. I was like, whoa. So it's kind of one of those like, oh, so this is true. This is not rumor. <laughs> Helen is owning it. Yeah. And it's like, you go, bitch. Yeah, but then it sucks too because you're like, damn, she really didn't do that. 
you know, she's got the same reputation. You know what I mean? This totally sucks. I'm I suppose. But I did uh, look up who the actress is. And oh, really? She was, she was on Baywatch briefly. She has got, she's one of those has a lot of, a lot of little, oh, yeah? little credits. Yeah. And well, the she's actress. gorgeous. Look at her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Have? She still is. Yeah. The actress playing Helen is Holly Gagner, Gagne, Gagnier. It's a French name. G-A-G-N-I-E-R. Gagnier. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Gagnier. I might be wrong. And uh, yeah, she still looks great oh, wow. in her she sure does. picture. But it looks like she has some, I, I think, Baywatch. And she was on Days of Our Lives as well, 85 to 87. So those, so she had some soap stuff coming up nice. and all that. But she's, a, yeah, she's a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's got a little bit of a of like a Jennifer Connelly she kind sure of She sure does. Vibe. You're absolutely right about that. A lot yeah, of Jennifer Connelly about her yeah. with the, uh, the dark hair yeah. and the... Uh, full, but not too, not not quite Jennifer Connelly yeah. crazy brows, but nice, full, very pretty girl. Yeah, pretty th- full but, hair and everything. Yeah, but but they didn't cast like a, a slutty looking girl. Well, because you're you're still you're not a hundred percent sure. If yeah, she's really, you know, like yeah. that. But no, she says she has a lot of company, so it's basically like okay, she's owning it. Yeah, she and, totally does. And well, she should. Yeah, that's well, she should. And it's this is a good thing, though. That they it's expose te- her, right? It's technically supposed to be showing Natalie the bad thing yeah, about yeah. well, then you don't have any friends. It would be nice if she had some friends or something. But the idea that she's owning it is yeah. like yeah. And she at should. that time, it's like oof. That, yeah. At that time, it was like hard. In eighty one, you know? a girl saying I fuck around a lot. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's a big deal. Nope. Yeah. Um. So it's a nice little inter- exchange. It's a little moment of reality check for Natalie. Yeah. Um. Natalie goes back into the kitchen. And then she says, make way for trash. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> was like, so funny. Girl. I know. It was so funny. I love it. <laughs> and then she even says, um, well, it's not so impossible that I'm a sex symbol. Yeah. Like, the girls are like, what are you doing? Yeah. What is this? And she's like, what? Well, gee, seems like it's not so impossible I'm a sex symbol. Yeah. And then... Um, and that's good that they show that, that she said that. Yeah. But then Natalie does say, yeah, well, you all thought it was so funny. I think the words you used were hysterical and ludicrous. Well... Nobody's laughing now. Yeah. And then that's right. Then they, they and pan then out and they're... Scenes the over girls. there. Yeah, they, they know. They... Then we go up to the bedroom for what we know is the inevitable. Yeah. The Mrs. Garrett sitting down and that's talking it. to her nurturing. Oh, you were, you were invited to do your Charlotte Ray impression at oh, any that's time. That's so funny. That's Everybody so is allowed you. to do a bad Charlotte Ray impression, myself included. Um. So she comes in and she's this, Natalie, don't you think yeah. this has gone far don't you enough? Think this has gone far enough. And uh, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and um, Natalie says, um, what? Uh, they said, what? I'm just reacting because they said yeah. I couldn't be a sex symbol. Right. And Mrs. Garrett says something like, um, they were saying that because they know your character and yeah. knew that you could never be like you can never behave like yeah, right. that. Mm-hmm. And Natalie does have to admit there's a subtle difference. For sure. And um, and Mrs. Garrett says, um, oh, God, I didn't write it down. But it says something about choices uh, made spite. out of spite. Yeah, these, I wrote that down. These are choices made out of spite. <laughs> and um, anyhow, it's a little moment of reality. And it yeah. doesn't, it's not that far a journey. Natalie hasn't gone that far yeah, off right, the deep Yeah, right, right, right. No, she hasn't. Um, she hasn't. And then Tootie comes in, and before she leaves, Tootie says, Natalie, no matter what they say, and even if it's true or not, because yeah. now I don't know, mm-hmm. um, you're still my best friend. That's so and sweet. And you're like, 
right? I mean, look, my, I go to my best friend for everything, and it's like I always get worried, like, oh, she's going to judge me. And I'm like, oh, she still loves me. You oh, know, no. all that stuff. It's so lovely, you know, that's, that they. That's why they're best friends. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, then we move on to the final scene mm-hmm. of the episode, and it starts in the most beautiful way. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. I, I think Tootie comes in to tell Natalie that Neil is there to Yo, see right. her. Yeah, that's, that's what right. Tootie's purpose is in that scene. That's right. So then she's like, oh, I guess I better. She, and she says, we, we don't have a study date till tomorrow or whatever. Right. Like, it's like, I didn't expect him to come. Mm-hmm. This is unexpected. So that was the exit. You're still my best friend. Then we are down in the parlor, in the so rec funny, room. Yeah. Neil is sitting on the couch. <laughs> Blair and Joe are behind the couch, mm-hmm. staring him down, <laughs> pacing like lionesses protecting their cubs. I love it. I've seen that picture before with my God. own friends. It's so great. <laughs> my own friends, my own family, you know, it's, the women in my family. It's pretty great. It is so beautiful. And that's the one through line that we get here. Even in the worst times, like when Blair and Joe are fighting, they yeah. still, the default mm-hmm. is always we stick yeah, up for really each other. Yeah, it so lovely, yeah. And this is a great, great moment. Yeah. Um, now, let's take a moment and pause because Neil's outfit is quite, um, how shall I say, curious. He looks like he's he's just wearing like a blue dress shirt, button-down dress shirt. Yeah. Got some stripes on it. He's wearing what I think are like brown corduroy pants. Mm-hmm. Wore those myself. But, wow, the waist of it looked like they look like it's approximately two inches below his nipples. Sometimes fashion would... Costumers, it's, it's like... I mean, it's, I get it. It's not like one of those, oh, well, he's 16. We got to make sure he looks fuckable and hot. But it's like, yeah, you know, come on. I wouldn't flattering. Wanna, I would, yeah, I wouldn't think about a guy like with his freaking pants all the way up there like, oh, that's fuckable right there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, lower but, your pants and we'll talk, you know? Yeah, but that's... I mean, and the style is different. But, I mean, this is early 80s. Yeah, we funny. were getting... We were still in the 70s with, like, the kind of low-waisted hip-hugger yeah. flare jeans and stuff. We didn't get into super high-waist yeah. until the closer to the mid-80s when the sort of old-school, like, immediately I think of Matthew Modine in Married to the Mob. Okay, that, to yeah, me, is, like, right. the ultimate high-waisted 80s pants. Um, but, yeah, this is a little early for that. This, to me, just looks like a costuming fail. Yeah, probably. And then he has a sport jacket. Yeah, I also, wasn't sure what was that all about. I was like, also what is this? in brown, but I don't think it one hundred percent matched the pants. It didn't look like a suit. If it was a suit, I don't know what the fuck. You know, I think it was just motivation for Natalie to say no to this guy when what, <laughs> it was easy for her to come out and be like, "Are you kidding me with what you're wearing? You think I?" <laughs> but yeah, but it's one. Of maybe those, that's like, what it was. Maybe maybe that was the whole. <laughs> I mean, motivation behind let's just put them in this really yeah, ugly that outfit way, in case so, you're wondering if there's any hope for them that she be would like, be nope, like don't you like know how what? he dresses even for me I'm not gonna do that yeah, no, yeah. that's a hard no that's hard a, pass that's a hard no dude <laughs> for sure but the but yeah the thing is with um the um you have to say a costumer's job is to say okay how would a boy dress <laughs> and uh, you know in, in 1981, I was 13, so yeah. I'm not that much younger than that. But right. it's like, I did not, I owned a sport jacket because a cousin got married. Right, right. And then I grew out of it within a year. Yeah. So it's like, that's just such a weird choice. Yeah. To it have, was a weird choice. Um, For, you know, street, I mean, if he goes to Bates Academy, they have uniforms right. that we, we later see when we Oh, that's to, right, that's right. 
because it's military. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's just very, very, um, very, very puzzling <laughs> why anybody would put a teenager in a sport jacket that may or may not match the pants, which means he may or may not be in a suit. Maybe he was trying to impress Miss Garrett. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what the fuck. I'm just... But then we get into a beautiful scene. If yeah. we can, if we can get past the shallow factor of it us watching nice. it, it is a great. It was scene. great. So Natalie comes in, and in the conversation, he says to her, uh, "I something to the effect of I, I don't want to go out with you or whatever. We I want to cancel our date because Natalie, you have a bad reputation. Isn't that messed up? Isn't that messed up? I was like, what? It's your it's your fault, you fucker. I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, it's so messed up that he says that, and you're like." You're the one that caused all that yeah. bastard. I mean, I can't believe you. And Natalie says, that's just talk. That's nothing because that's not what I heard. That's funny, right? And He's then, the one that started the telephone conversation, yeah. right? And then Natalie says, well, I didn't do anything with you. That's not what I heard. Yeah, that's, I know. That's funny. I like that back and forth. You and know? then Good. he admits that it was, he was, he goes, well, I was under a lot of pressure. The oh. guys were oh, grilling me and I wanted to seem cool and experienced. So <laughs> I embellished a little. And then so Blair and Joe are like, you mean you lied? Yeah, but it was funny because then she says something about he was reacting to teen group pressure. That's what teen magazine. Yeah, said, yeah. You know, which was funny. Yeah, later Natalie right. says, yeah, we're reacting a to thing, a right? teen. To read all that? Yeah, teen yeah. group peer, peer pressure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And that's, that is what it is. And and this is an absolutely real yeah. thing. I, you know, we all went through it. That's just a thing. That's kind of a rite of passage. Um, but the best thing is he said... Um, but all those guys talking about doing stuff with you, why would they lie about that? And I Blair did. chimes in with, the same reason you did, twerp. Yeah, seriously. It's crazy, and then, right? And then I think it's Joe who adds, yeah, if she hit a home run with a nerd like you, how could they say they struck out? It's the idea of it feeding off of itself. Yeah. You totally get yeah. it. It's absolutely completely believable. Yeah, what's well, true. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. Um then um, Natalie has a beautiful monologue where she finally lays into him. And she's like, I'm the victim of macho male practice. Blah, 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 blah. Macho male. That was such that a was thing. That was a good one. Yeah, I wrote right that one Right at the turn that. of that. Macho right male practice, right? Macho male. Well, because we had macho man was the village yeah. people song yeah, yeah. by a group of queens. <laughs> and he does say he, he's rotten and he feels bad worrying about other people's opinions. And then he's like, what can I do? And she says, you told these lies, you can untell them. Yeah. And so he goes away. And but you know what I love real quick before he goes away is that when he apologized, she was like, sometimes saying sorry is not enough. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. But you have to really, un you, as a person, I think you have to n be in a good place to say that, to be like, no, mm -hmm. I'm not going to accept that. Sorry. Like, it's not enough. Yeah. You still have consequences for what you did, you know? Yep. And he kind of says, like, maybe we could still go out. Yeah. And she's like, nope. Nope. Yeah, which yeah. is fucking awesome. Which is great because I was good for you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you said, can you? Um, do you have time to explain? You yeah. said you were the victim of this yourself. Oh, I was can like you in tell high school. Story? Yeah, I was in high school. You know, where we went to a dance and some guy got gropey and like so I stopped it because I was like, you know, I didn't know what the hell was going on at that you time. You were brought up to be a good girl. Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was also. I also went to Catholic school. Okay, so uh -huh. we were like in chains at that point. So <laughs> I mean, not that I didn't want to explore or like what was you know once i mean it wasn't it was i think it was high school i can't remember like maybe eighth grade or high school yeah and it's that whole thing and then i stopped it because i got nervous 
And then, like, the next day, all of a sudden, it was, like, wildfire, you know? Like, people... Oh, actually, it was That you had let him grope you or that you did more? That I did way more. (gasps) That I did more. And, yeah, I mean, it was, like, oh, yeah, it was crazy. And I remember it was eighth grade because my sister was in high school at the time. And she came up to me and was, like, you have this terrible reputation. What the hell happened? It was crazy. And I was, like, what? What are you talking about? How did it correct itself? Well, of course, my family's crazy. Like, right? My mom was all getting nuts and stuff. But I was, like, I didn't do anything. Like, (laughs) it was one of those things that was a really tough thing. And then I was just, like, fuck it. I can't stop these rumors. I mean, uh, they're just people are just going to have to know that, like, these guys want to go out with you. They're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to get anywhere. Not get anything, yeah. Yeah, and it was the same thing. My friends knew, so it was kind of, like, one of those things. But it sucked, man. Like, you know, hearing that. And then, like, people talking about you. And you're, like, this is was. Really in eighth ugly. grade, that's young. Yeah, well, you know, so that's what I'm saying, though. Eighth grade, yeah, even dealing with that then was really difficult. But Whew. now, I mean, I, I'm, I've substituted in different schools and stuff, and I've been a teaching assistant and stuff. And these kids, mm-hmm. like, I've heard stories and had to deal with certain situations that I, I don't even know what I would do as a young lady. Oh, yeah. Going through that on social media. Yeah. With I don't. I, I don't either. Know. I don't know and, how. And. People go to extremes and have taken their lives from how bad things get or it's, things get yeah. so bad. It's a really important topic to talk about, like, or how to, I don't know, how to be a confident individual. I'm not exactly sure how you would tackle this, but it's, it's tough. I mean, yeah. like it's, I mean, you know, like, you know, it's tough. And, and I think our culture is evolving with yeah, that yeah. because of this anti-bullying thing. Thank the God. bullying, the fact that that is now in our public discourse mm-hmm. and it's, uh, you know, there's one school of thought where we're like, yeah, well, we were bullied and we turned out fine and made us stronger. Yeah. But it's kind of like, no, if I could prevent yeah, other people from having to deal with that, I would rather. Well, and yeah. yeah, of course. And I mean, I do an anti-bullying tour in October's with a good friend, Julie. Or like she, a, an anti-bullying, like a show you take mm-hmm, to schools. We take it. And she wrote this because she was finding a lot of information about a, a lot of individuals taking their lives in elementary school. Oh, Jesus so Christ. So this show can go from kindergarten to second grade that's awesome second but you know what that is that you're doing a show for k K through two yeah and you're thinking i'm doing an anti-bullying show for this young kids in elementary this is crazy how am i dealing with this right yeah and you can see it you can actually see it so don't kill yourself yeah it's it's a crazy i know it's super unfortunate so it's like i i love the fact that this still holds true yeah. today you know and like you got to talk about these things i don't think it's something yeah. that people should dismiss but and and know. the oprah of standing in your truth oh, absolutely, i always i sure. say that stand in your truth oprah yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. i mean anything and, like the whole like let's say hashtag me too and even yeah. even the flip side of that guys that are not that way and have had to deal with this whole movement and it's a yeah. lot and the same thing with women finding their voices you know it's like it's a big deal this is something that you have to yourself have the confidence to deal with it but if you're not you know if you don't have that that's this is a tough thing to go it's, through. Or if you don't have a band of women like she uh, had, exactly like Natalie the had, support right? she has yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Well, I had no idea that you had a connection. This is yeah. this happens periodically on the show where my guest surprises me with uh, with a direct uh, personal connection to the show. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. We got to do this. I'm so happy someone ruined hey. your reputation when hey. you were a teenager. Thanks, man. It, not, it led me to this point. <laughs> it serves me personally very well, and oh. so that's all that matters. I'm glad I'm glad that <laughs> douchebag Dennis could help oh, you out. Oh shit! Call him out. <laughs> well, well, it's been fun, David. Thank Angie, you. thank you so much for doing this. We hey. have to do it again. I hope we do. I so. sure hope so. Yeah. We'll see you at work on the. Uh, we'll see what work at the theme park. Uh, at the theme park. See you there. Bye. Bye. Miss Angie. Miss Angie.
Miss Angie. And there you have it. That was Angie Sardinia. As you can hear, she is just super fun, really super positive, uplifting person. It's just always a pleasure when I get to work with her and and just whenever I get to see her. So that was great. Next week, I'm going to be watching Season 2, Episode 12, entitled The Secret, with my special guest, Heather Delmott. Check out the website, facethefactspod.com, for pictures, videos, links to social media, and audio extras from the digital cutting room floor. Please subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. You can find those links also on the website. Subscribe, rate, and review. And until next week, this is David Almeida saying thank you for listening to this week's show. And remember, the facts of life are all about you. Thank you.